You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is a cook-along podcast, Quick Bite. I feel a little embarrassed to admit that one of my favorite go-to dinner recipes is one that is so quick and easy that I can't even do a podcast with you for it. It doesn't make any sense, but I can do a quick bite, which is an opportunity to just tell you what to do without us cooking it together. Of course, the purpose of this podcast is that we cook things together, but once in a while, you just need something fast. And if you make a few notes on a piece of paper, as you listen to this, you'll be able to make dinner tonight in about 10 minutes. And then that's a cook for 20, but still half an hour. That's pretty fast. It sounds like it might not be very interesting, but I promise you, it's really, really good. This is for ground beef enchiladas. I'm sure you're thinking, well, yeah, okay. So why am I supposed to get excited about something as mundane as that? But what makes these different and special is how fast they come together. And of course, as I already mentioned, how good they are at the end. A lot of the ingredients come already prepared. So your final product is going to be a result of what brands and types of prepared products you choose. And you probably have some favorites, and I would encourage you to use your own, but I'll tell you what I use as we go. This makes five to six servings if you give everybody two enchiladas. This is going to have a bonus recipe after it. There's going to be two recipes, and I'm still not going to make either one of them with you, but you'll want to write some stuff down So you might have a pen and pencil handy or just make a mental note if those things work for you because they've stopped working so much for me to come back and listen to this later when you can make note of what's in these two recipes. So your ingredient list, a pound of ground beef. I recommend something quite lean just because it's less fuss than having to drain stuff off. If you get lean enough beef, you don't have to drain any fat off of it at all. A half onion. I like to use sweet onions. That's just what I use for almost everything, but that doesn't mean you need to. The recipe comes from 12 tomatoes, by the way, and they suggest a white onion, but I don't think it matters. Half of an onion. Three tablespoons of taco seasoning, and I use Penzi's taco seasoning because I think it's really good, 
And I know Penzi's sells quite a lot of it because a lot of people think it's really good. But this will be your bonus second recipe. At the end of when we finish talking about enchiladas, I'll tell you how to make your own taco seasoning. You'll need a quarter of a cup of water. You'll need a pinch of baking soda. That comes from one of the tips in my podcast called Cindy's Cooking Tips Part 1 that you might look for on the website. There's some really fun stuff in there. The cookalongpodcast.com or, of course, somewhere down in your feed, you will find all the podcasts that I've done. By the way, I discovered the other day that the Google Podcasts that comes with some phones and is easy to access because it's just there doesn't list all my recipes. I can only get it to show me maybe 20 of them. There are well over 150 recipes on my website. So if you don't find something that you hear me talking about in your podcast feed, please do visit the website. They're all there. Quarter of a cup of water, 10 to 14 flour tortillas. You could use corn here. I like flour because they become really soft as enchiladas, and I really love that. And in fact, I use gorditas, which are a little thicker. I use ones made by Don Pancho, but any kind of tortilla really is fine. You don't want them too short because they really should have some length to them to look right on the plate for what it's worth. You want two cups of enchilada sauce. And I have made a note here about Old El Paso, but I actually have discovered that Ala Orden makes an enchilada sauce that I like. And when I cut this recipe in half, which I do when there's only two people, and it'll serve the two of us and leave one serving for leftovers. The can is exactly 10 ounces. A cup, of course, is only eight ounces. But you know, that extra two ounces is nothing. So I can just use the whole can, not have to worry about leftovers. Anyway, that's just for your information. I happen to like making this in half batches because there's only two of us living in this house now. The next ingredient is three cups of cheese. It's supposed to be cheddar cheese, and you can use whatever cheddar you like. What I have a note for in my recipe here is two cups of Tillamook Sharp Farm Style and one cup of Kirkland, that's Costco's brand, Mexican blend. And I like the creaminess of the Mexican blend, the fact that there's a little mild mixture of things. And then I really like, of course, the extra sharp farm style stuff because it gives a little bite back, which is fun for me. But any cheese you like, if you grate it yourself, it may melt easier. The two that I just mentioned, because they're pre-shredded, are in a package where they will have used some sort of starch to coat each little noodle of cheese in order to keep them separate and keep them from sticking together. It's usually a potato starch or something kind of along that line, and that can sometimes make it less likely to melt and become creamy. I haven't had that trouble with these particular two in this particular recipe. But just be mindful that if you grate your own cheddar cheese, it will melt more predictably. And also, if you don't have those kinds of cheeses in your refrigerator, but you have some other kind of cheese, go for it. I mean, cheddar is great, no pun intended. But if you've got a Gouda or a Munster or something like that, go ahead and try it. Why not? If you've got something sharp to add in there, I think it's helpful. I think it's, you know, more traditionally Mexican-like if you use a cheddar. 
And then you got your toppings. You can put sour cream on it. You can sprinkle some fresh cilantro over it, those kinds of things. But those are optional. So all you really have is seven main ingredients, most of them already prepared. So your do-aheads are going to be that you're going to cut up your onion. You want it diced. And you want to warm your tortillas a little bit because... If you don't, they will crack when you try to roll them into little circles that contain the ground beef. If you warm them up a little bit, they won't crack. And then if you're grating cheese, you need to grate the cheese. Your equipment, you'll need a large skillet to brown the ground beef. You will need a 9 by 13 inch baking dish unless you're doing a half batch the way I do, in which case you can use a 9 by 9 or even an 8 by 8 kind of what I call a brownie pan. That'll be just fine for a half batch. Now, the rest of this is too easy for words, although words is all I got. So you're going to get them. You're going to preheat your oven to 375 degrees. And then in that large skillet I just told you about, over medium heat, just brown the ground beef and the onions. And here's where that pinch of baking soda goes in. You will be amazed at how quickly that ground beef goes from gray to brown when you put in just the tiniest pinch of baking soda and stir it in, all of a sudden it looks so much better. And that caramelization, as you might call it, will also change the flavor for the better. So that's just a trick that you might start thinking about using on a regular basis anytime you're browning ground beef in a circumstance where it's going to show, like you wouldn't need it in spaghetti sauce or something that you put ground beef in. But if it's going to show and you want it to look pretty and taste browned, and you know your eyes do part of the tasting, so if it looks brown, it's going to taste better, just put in that little pinch of baking soda. It's really pretty fun to watch what happens. So brown that ground beef and the onions together until the beef is no longer pink, and then if you have any fat, you need to drain that out of there. That's up to you how to do that. I'm sure you can figure out how to pour off that grease, If you've used a really lean beef, I say don't worry about it. If it's like 90%, 93%, it's not enough fat to worry about. But otherwise, get that out of there and then throw in your taco seasoning. Three tablespoons of whatever taco seasoning you're using. And then your quarter cup of water. And you just simmer it until the water is gone. It's going to reduce all the way and the water just kind of evaporates. When that happens... You remove the pan from the heat and you put it to the side. That's all the cooking you're going to do by hand. Now you get your baking dish out, whichever size you're using. And you put about half a cup of the enchilada sauce in the bottom of the pan. That just keeps everything from sticking and it makes sure that there's sauce on all sides of your tortillas. So spread that around in the bottom of the baking dish. And then... It's so easy. You just put some of that ground beef mixture and some of the cheese in a straight line in the center of each tortilla and you roll them tightly and you put them seam side down in the baking dish and then you pour enchilada sauce over the top. You want to make sure the tortillas all have some sauce on them. You don't want any dry bits showing through because those will get hard. So you want to make sure that everything is covered with at least a little bit of sauce. Just sort of spread it around leaving no white tortilla bits poking up. Throw the rest of the cheese, whatever you have left, just right over the top, and then you bake it for about 20 minutes until the cheese is melted. Now, if you're doing a half batch of this, you can go in your toaster oven. 
which means you don't even have to really preheat the oven more than about three minutes. In about 20 minutes, bring it out, dish it up, throw some sour cream on the table, and you're done. And you may think this sounds like a glorified hamburger helper because it's so simple. And in terms of easiness, it kind of is. But in terms of flavor, I was blown away by how good this is. And I just keep making it and making it. It's just super good. <laughs> I don't know if that's the sauce I'm using. It certainly is partly the taco seasoning. You got dinner on the table. And if you want vegetables with it, you know, open a can of refried beans or make a little green salad. We just eat this, really. In a couple of weeks, there'll be a recipe on here for something called Korean corn cheese, which is a street food in Korea, obviously. And you may think it's very weird to suggest serving Korean corn with ground beef enchiladas, but I think you'd find they go really well together. There's nothing Asian flavored in the corn itself. The only thing is that it's more cheese. You know, you have cheese in the enchiladas and you also have cheese in the corn, and maybe that's too much cheese for you. But in my family, we live by the saying that there's no such thing as too much cheese. Now, if you do not have any Penzi's taco seasoning or someplace close by to go get some Penzi's taco seasoning, you can just go buy one of those envelopes in the store if you really liked that blend. But if you want to do something a little more under your control, let's say, so you don't have weird ingredients, you don't know what they are, here's a way to make your own. You're going to just put all these things together and stir it up. So... Here we go, get ready. This is all going in some sort of jar or a bowl to start with, okay? A tablespoon of chili powder, a teaspoon of ground cumin, a teaspoon of salt, a half teaspoon of paprika, a quarter of a teaspoon garlic powder, a quarter of a teaspoon onion powder, a quarter of a teaspoon dried oregano, and a quarter of a teaspoon black pepper. And then just throw in a pinch of red pepper flakes. Stir that up. You got yourself a taco seasoning. That's all you gotta do. Then it'll keep in an airtight container till you're ready to use it. All right, that's the whole scoop for today. You got your taco seasoning. You got your enchiladas. I wanted to say tacos, but that isn't what we made today. So give this a try. I think it will become part of your regular rotation if you have such a thing as well. It's kind of something that when I just don't quite know what I'm going to cook, I look through the recipes that I have in my file, and this one always kind of leaps out at me because it's so fast and easy. And we really like it a lot. Please leave any comments you have about this recipe or maybe some suggested additions if you have some brilliant ideas that don't make it any harder. On the website, there's always a place to leave comments after each recipe. A new podcast is released every Saturday at 12.01 a.m. And we alternate between recipes we cook together and quick bites, which are either such easy recipes that we don't need to cook them together or some kind of weird and interesting thoughts that I have had over the course of the week about cooking. Thank you for listening. And until next time, happy cooking.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cookalong podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cookalong podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.